This week on Pages and Pores, we invite you to Coffee and Conversation, where we talk a little bit more about who we are and how much fun we've had uniting our two passions into this podcast. everyone welcome to another episode of pages and pores i am ben the barista and i'm hogan the bookworm and today we wanted to do something a little different and a little special where are we hogan we are currently sitting in one of our own coffee shop locations yes so for those of you that don't know us um hogan and i are actually owners of a coffee company Mm -hmm. here in enid oklahoma And we have uh, multiple locations, and right now we're sitting at our south location. So if you are ever in Enid, Oklahoma, and you want to stop by, just come check it out. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty neat. It's called Da Vinci's Coffee House. Yeah. And that's where we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we we, we thought we would do a little something different this week. Uh, We are on, well, we're several episodes in. And yeah. we thought we would kind of take a break from our normal formula instead of doing book review and like showing a coffee technique or something. Uh, ben actually suggested we sit down and kind of just talk about us and, you know, kind of bring our own passions and thoughts and stuff to the table. Uh, just something kind of casual, maybe a little mini episode this week. Yeah. So we just wanted to invite you to have a little coffee and a little conversation with us. Yeah. So right now I'm drinking a coffee from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and it's an Umoja is what it's called. Umoja? Umoja. U-M-O-J-A. Oh, I thought earlier you said Umoja. Well, it's Umoja. Umoja. It's a U, which is interesting because it actually, Umoja means unity. Apparently, I just had the thought of. I don't know if that's true. That's what the guy on the YouTube video said. I just thought of uh, that one guy saying unity. Unity. I'm Rick James. So yeah, so that's that's what I'm drinking, uh, and it's really good. And actually, when we first opened the bucket of coffee, because mm-hmm. that's how we get our coffee in buckets, not bags like heathens. Just, just kidding. Little. I wish we had bags. Actually, it'd be easier. But uh, I opened it and it's it smelled like um, ba- it smelled like bread. Stop <laughs> laughing at me. It's true. It smelled like a loaf of bread, which is weird. Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, uh, we just wanted to kind of hang out with you guys and tell you a little bit about ourselves. I asked Hogan the other day, and I wanted her to kind of share this. But Hogan, when was do you remember like the first book that you ever read that was like? <laughs> Come on, you gotta remember some. What's who's like one of the first authors that you ever read that actually really uh, impacted you and like kind well, of helped fan your love of reading? It was the summer of <laughs> uh, <laughs> like two thousand. Oh gosh, when was it? I broke my arm. Oh jeez. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that. You're just going to learn a lot of stuff today. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. This summer, I broke my arm. I'd always... Okay, so leading up to this, as a young child, I'd always had a love for reading. I remember uh, before before we moved here, when I was still in, like, kindergarten, first grade, um, in the other town we used to live in, I remember going to the library and getting chapter books, and I read, um, I read a lot of the young reader chapter books, so, like, the magic 
Treehouse uh, and uh, Nancy Drew, of course, Junie B. Jones. Like those are the things that I started out with. Yeah. I've always had a love for reading. Even then, I remember sitting in like first grade class and having a book with me. But it really wasn't until the summer I broke my arm right before fourth grade. So that would have been 2004. Okay. Yeah. Um, 2003, 2004. I broke my arm the very beginning of summer. Ugh. And which, Bummer. you know, which dashed all of my hopes for the summer. Yeah. I mean, not only in a broken, like, you know, in a cast, I also was in the library constantly, and I made a really good friend with the lady that worked at the library, and mom took me in all the time, and I developed a huge love for reading constantly. Mm -hmm. um, so that is really when it picked up, and around that time, I remember falling in love with Aragon, the yeah. book by Christopher Paolini. Yes. You probably knew that was coming. I did. I was and, you waiting know, for it. I've heard... I heard uh, some people like hating on Paolini, mm -hmm. but he was, I don't know. He was a young author. He was self-published. Well, he was like in school. Yes. He was like in high school. And he, he was homeschooled. Oh, he was homeschooled. He was homeschooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He self-published Aragon. He went out himself and um, would go to schools and dress up and, like, act out parts of Aragon and stuff like that. That's so And legit. so, you know, when I found that book and fell in love with the book and then learned that about the author, for me, I had, I've always loved writing, even at that age. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge inspiration for me, and I just loved that book series. And I don't care what anyone else says. Well, and Some people honestly, really, too. you know, hate on him. Thinking he stole ideas from him. I don't care. I love his books, and that's it all I have to say. It doesn't help that they made a really crappy movie. Yeah, the movie. I don't count the movie as anything. No. The book was something that I remember reading, at you know that summer, and I think Aragon and Eldest were out at that time, so the first and second books, and I just absolutely loved them. But they were, and I had already read um, the Lord of the Rings at that point too, so it's not yeah. like. It's not like he was my first taste of fantasy, epic yeah, adventures yeah. and stuff. But there are a lot of people that say he ripped off, you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, well, I... Everyone in fantasy rips off because everyone talks about elves and everyone talks yeah, about Yeah, you can't, and, yeah. And, like, you can't in Wizards. Like, I, thought, I thought he had a really, really good story, uh, like world building and everything like that. So anyone that wants to come at me and, and uh, mock me <laughs> I really that, don't think anyone does. Okay. I, think, I, I don't really, think you have to worry about I that. really don't um, care. I, I just remember being a child and absolutely loving those books. And that was kind of the beginning of everything. So that yeah. was the beginning of me falling in love That's head over heels with fantasy and um, any of you that know uh, my story like my personal story I write fantasy novels um, and it's because of a lot of the inspiration of what I read when I was younger mm -hmm. and the books that I loved when I was younger so a lot of that tribute to Paolini yeah. and um, who's another author that you would kind of credit some of that to uh, John White was a huge love of mine. I don't, yeah. I've never really met a I don't ton think of people. people really know who John White is. Yeah, I've not met a lot of people that know who John White is. Um, he wrote books that were similar to C.S. Lewis, which C.S. Lewis is another one that influenced me. But for some reason, I really loved John White's books more. And again, if you <laughs> look awesome. up 
these books, there are people that are like, oh, he's just a ripoff of C.S. Lewis. So maybe I just like ripoff authors. I don't know. I, no. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was similar to C.S. Lewis books in the way mm-hmm. that he had this whole other world that um, young children would go into and all the, go on these epic adventures and, you know. Well, and who doesn't want to read about that? Like, yeah. who doesn't want, I want that? Like, as a what, kid... What child hasn't fantasized yeah. about oh, finding a secret room yeah. or finding a hidden passage? Yeah. Or, like, why wouldn't you make that a story? That's a fantastic yeah. premise for a story. I lived my whole childhood wishing that would happen to me. And so the next best thing was just to read every book I could get my yeah. hands on where stuff like that happened. And, you know, I loved epic adventures, fantasy, anything with magic, anything with... Um, swords, mm-hmm. uh, those were my bread and butter. Yeah. Well, yeah. and for you as a writer too, you do a lot of research. You mm-hmm. have to do research because you, you're not just writing about the fantasy, like you're putting a world together yeah. and you're doing research on. Yeah. And that's my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just think it's fantastic. And yeah, like a lot of people that know you and people around town and in this area know you and they know that you are a writer, but you're, you're pretty accomplished for <laughs> like, like you really are because you've already published one novel and yes. you have a second one that you're working on. That's a secret that we can't talk about. Um, <laughs> just yet, just yet, but push me. yeah, you put your whole self into your characters and into just, you know, every crevice mm-hmm. of the story, right? And it's actually pretty neat because, you know, Paolini was kind of the beginning of falling into loving reading. Um, And he actually came out with a book this year. uh, And he hadn't written in years. Like, he had not published another book since the fourth book in the Aragon cycle. Yeah, and I Uh, I think you said... He had like a book of short stories. Oh, or something, that's true. But that's true. He hasn't yeah. had a novel out. Yeah, since. no. And you know, like I had been hoping one day he would publish something again. And yeah, so he had the short stories, I guess. But yeah. he had a full length novel that had nothing to do with his other um, world. So Which it was awesome. it was not set in Allegasia like the other ones. And um, completely different. Like, and it was sci fi instead of fantasy, which I. When I heard that he was coming out with a new book, of course, I was obviously like, I'm going to read it, even though it falls into sci-fi, which isn't my number one love. But, oh my gosh, so I got that book for my birthday from, yeah, did. from Sir Benjamin. From moi. <laughs> and it was so nice to read another book of his for the first time. I think that he has really just come a long way as an author And it was really cool to see him writing something different. And I just think that's really interesting that he came out with another book this year. And, you know, he was my inspiration for writing. And I am in the middle of writing a book this year. Isn't that interesting? interesting. To read read another book by him in the same year that I'm going to be publishing again. I love it. I don't know. That's really neat. So proud of you. Thank you. You've been working so hard. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, too. Uh, usually, you know, people that are kind of close to us know, but it's not like really made known very much, but we're both writers Mm -hmm. and you are fantasy, uh, you know, fiction, uh, you write novels and I do a lot of poetry and, uh, you know, some short story 
because, I mean, that's basically the reason I fell in love with you, so. <laughs> people that know me know that, but, like, yeah. at, like the, you know, people that know me over the last, you know, five to now, there's a, a there is a kind of another side there that I yeah. don't really yeah. get. At your very core. to focus on. Your very core is a writer and a poet, yeah. and that's how I see you. A lot of my inspirations as far as that, uh, it's pretty interesting because growing up in Bible Belt and growing up in evangelical circles and stuff, you have a lot of different entertainment that is that you are kind of surrounded by. So there was a lot of Christian authors. You had mentioned C.S. Lewis. That was mm -hmm. a big one for me. Probably the most influential writer, especially when it comes to poetry for me, is Calvin Miller. Mm -hmm. He yes. was actually, uh, he's passed away now, but he was a preacher and, well, I, I say preacher. He was a pastor. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. And um, he wrote these books that were poetic, not retellings, but they were poetic allegories based around Jesus and the Gospels. And usually when someone who's grown up in the evangelical realm uh, hears about, you know, someone rewrote a, another book about Jesus in a modern setting. You just, mm -hmm. There's kind of the moment where you just kind of like roll your eyes. And you're like, oh, okay, great, yeah. I've never been so moved oh, no. by by poetic works, They're aside from beautiful. Christian or non-Christian. I've never mm -hmm. been so moved. And so that was a huge one for me. And then getting into a lot of the, you know, modern poetry and the, the beat poets and all that kind of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's a big crossover there from Calvin Miller mm -hmm. to like Lawrence Ferlinghetti and Charles Bukowski and yeah. you know the ultimate centers. Yeah, that's basically. a big <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's interesting. A lot of people don't don't know a whole lot about that, and so it's yeah. kind of nice just to be able to say, yeah, yeah, this is who we are. And you know, like we we've really kind of tried both of us to step back into those first loves this yeah. year. I think that this year has been so far kind of a time of rediscovery of parts of ourselves that make up a humongous part of our like inner selves at least yeah. that's how i have felt and i've been really trying to encourage you to step back into some of your loves too because i yeah. think that you know writing is at our very core it really is and it's not something you can escape because it's right. it, if you are a writer it's part of who you right. are it's in your if you process. are having a bad day and you are sad or you are like struggling, the first thing you do is you stop and think about the feelings that you have mm -hmm. and you find some way to release them and usually it's pen and paper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it is for me mm -hmm. and you know, if you're having a good day, if you're feeling the vibes and you're having like, you feel that inner joy for whatever reason or no reason at all, you have to express it and for most, for a lot of writers, it's pen and paper. That's the first right. the first place you go. Um, so it's just a part of you. You can't really escape it. And eventually it's going to come out. So right, it has to. the best thing you can do for yourself is, as a writer is to write. And you just have to sit down and do it. And you have to carry a notebook with you. And you have your notes on your phone. And any free second you have, you're trying to get those feelings out or yeah. those thoughts yeah. down. And um, it's interesting for me because I haven't done a lot of writing in the last five years, mm -hmm. and it doesn't go away. Yeah, it's know? always with you. It's always with you. And so now it's like, oh, I can actually focus on it again mm 
but it's it's gotten to the point now where it's like picking right back up right you know where you were right so. it's always a part of you it's always right there and whenever you've gone a while without writing because uh, I had gone a while without writing too until last year I started writing another novel and when you go such a long time you think to yourself oh man I feel so bad because what if it's not going to be as yeah. magical as it used to be? What if it's not going to be as easy to get the words on the page as it used to be? But oh no, when you, you sit down, to, it's yeah. right there. It is. It's right there like it was waiting for you. It feels like home to be able to put words on the page again. Mm -hmm. And so that has felt so good and so refreshing these past few months to step back into that. And it's such a good feeling of accomplishment yes. when you do write something, even nothing if it's is, not good. <laughs> nothing is more satisfying. You just get it out. And just to yeah. get that release is yeah. really satisfying. Yeah. Um, it, and for me, it's been interesting because being in a different culture, um, in coffee culture, because coffee culture is its own thing. There's really nothing else mm -hmm. like it. My writing has, I still write, but my writing has evolved. Yes. into more practical experience and like, you know, writing little random things that happen to you on a shift or like, right. you know, if weird interactions with people and that kind of stuff. So it's funny how that kind right. of changes. But for me, transitioning here, getting into coffee was a very interesting thing because I was at a point where I needed a job and I needed something to do, but I was also feeling kind of lost. Mm -hmm. And I... I didn't really know what I was doing with my life to some degree. And I, you know, there's a local coffee shop that I've been going to forever that everyone went to. And so I went in and applied for a job and uh, got hired and started working. And about six months in, I started doing a lot of research and watching a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And I'd see these baristas on YouTube that would do these things with their drinks. And one guy I watched made a certain type of drink and I thought to myself, I wonder if I could make that. So mm -hmm. the next day I went into work and tried to do what he did. And I did. First try, did it exactly the way he did it in the video. And some kind of a light went on mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that was cool. I wonder what else I can do. Right. And um, a lot of the discovery for people in coffee is like that. They either, they, they see something and they try to imitate it or practice it or they try something they've never tried before and it turns them on to something that they didn't know coffee was. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it started for me in, in 2013 and then uh, working at that coffee shop and then um, stepping into management. And then a couple of years ago, us stepping into ownership of that business, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of been our yeah. coffee journey. And so it's really cool to be able to actually share kind of who we are and what we do and where we've been. And yeah. it's been, it's nice. Yeah. It's refreshing. It's nice to look back on all of that and see just our story together mm -hmm. and see how everything just kind of, you know, meshes together. And, you know, because I remember when you got your job yeah. at Da Vinci's very first, you know. We weren't even dating Very yet. beginning. Yeah. We had just met not too long before. We were becoming friends. I really had never been to Da Vinci's very much, just a couple times with friends. And so I... I started going there more because you worked there and I just wanted to come and check you out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and it's just funny seeing how that started and now looking at where we are today and how we basically live in Da Vinci. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing too is like, 
how invested we are in coffee itself. Like yeah. we go to this is one of the reasons why we did this podcast. Like we go yeah. to coffee shops all over the place. Right. And we and, know yeah. people all over. And it's been so cool to form those relationships. Totally. And uh, that's why I was so excited to merge both the passions of reading and coffee because you have a huge reach on that as far as like the people you're following, the people that are following you, mm-hmm. the type of stuff you're constantly engaging with on social media and stuff. And for me to actually have something to kind of turn all of that experience and um, a lot of the relationships we formed and to put it together is really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's just exciting. Yeah, it only made sense. Yeah. So we do have some things coming up. Uh-huh. You are working on a book. Uh-huh. We are going to an event in June. Mm-hmm. I just found out about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be going to Coffee Fest in San Antonio. Um, so if you guys are in San Antonio area and are in coffee and are at Coffee Fest, come say hi to us. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, we'll, <laughs> we'll meet up somehow. Yeah, it's um, gonna be a good summer. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that is a huge, amazing opportunity for the coffee fest mm-hmm. in June, and for my book, the book is finished, and I will be announcing the release date soon. Yes. Uh, but just you know, suffice it to say, it's gonna be an exciting summer. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really good. And then um, we've both been writing so much that I've got a collection of poems and, and writings together that I'll be putting out soon. Yeah. Probably not this summer no. by any means, but soon. Like, I think, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so we've got year. a lot going on. And yeah. And we do this podcast. It's been so. exciting. Like I said, we've just kind of decided we're just going to step back into the things that we love. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that everyone can agree that 2020 was... Man, that was such a great year. The w- <laughs> I... <laughs> Nothing happened. I mean, obviously, a huge thing happened. So much happened. But but then you look back and you're like, what do I have to show for that year? That's how I felt, at least. At the beginning of, like, or the end of 2020, beginning of this year, I was like, what do I even have to show for that year? It was such a dud year. And Mm. so I just decided enough of that you know yeah, I'm okay. going I'm going to make sure that this year is full of beautiful things exciting things and you know there's definitely been some bumps and obstacles some along the way for sure uh, you know losing a losing a loved one and everything uh, at the beginning of the year that really tried to set me off track yeah but really only spurred me on more because yeah. knowing you know she would have love to see me go forth and see me do the things i love so she does yeah she's she does see you yeah so you know like taking taking the negative things taking the hard things and pushing forward and being like we're going to make good things out of this (laughs) sorry i'm tearing up i didn't even mean to bring that up that's okay baby it is it is good to get to a point where you just have to make something happen. Yeah. And it's at that point where the only thing you can do is either buckle down and do something you have absolutely no desire to do just to make <laughs> waves, or you look inside and you say, okay, what am I passionate about? And how can I turn those into something that makes room for mm-hmm. me? To, and, make, to make the life you want, yeah. you know? And. I think that's kind of where we're at. We just yes. got to the point where we're like, we're going to make something happen no matter what it is. So yeah, that's, I think that's just kind of where we're at in the moment. Yeah. And um, 
you know, it's been a ride. Yeah, for sure. It's been an exciting journey, and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Yeah. So, <laughs> same here. We're getting all emotional, and it yeah. would like mean to, but you know, that's just us. Yeah, that's us. That's yeah. who we are. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us and yeah. having a cup of coffee. Yeah, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Pages and Fours. This one definitely looked different than our past episodes, but we wanted to just try something different yeah. and let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think. We're kind of thinking of maybe. Every every few episodes, having like a little break conversation yeah. episode like this, uh, maybe going to some coffee shops, not just our coffee shops, mm-hmm. but yeah. So if you guys have suggestions for coffee shops you want us to visit or something, yeah. we'd love to do that. And just to say, our next episode for next Thursday will be just a you know normal uh, review. It review. will it will be slightly special though because. Our next review will be covering a book that was actually a listener suggestion. Yes. So we're we are, excited. We are planning something a little more exciting for that. Are we going to tell them what the book is? Or no, we're not, make yet. Them wait? not yet. Okay, okay. We won't tell them <laughs> the, what it is. The listener knows who he is. Oh, yes. And just know, next week. It's coming, buddy. It's coming. And we're doing something. And we're not holding back. And, and it's doing. we're doing something we've not done for any other book yet. Yeah. So I'll just say right. that. Okay. So yes, that's right. So anyway, just wanted to say that, and until next week. Cheers. Mm -hmm.